Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about squints. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash squint or in the neurology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Squint refers to malalignment of the eyes and it's also known as strabismus. When the eyes are not aligned, the images on the retinas do not match and the person will experience double vision. When this occurs in childhood, before the eyes have fully established their connections to the brain, the brain will cope with this malalignment of the eyes by reducing the signal from the less dominant eye. This results in one eye that they use to see, which is the dominant eye, and one eye that they ignore, which we call the lazy eye. If this is not treated, the lazy eye becomes progressively more disconnected from the brain and over time the problem becomes worse. This is referred to as amblyopia. Concomitant squints are due to differences in the control of the extraocular muscles. The severity of the squint can vary. Paralytic squints are rare and they are due to paralysis of one or more of the extraocular muscles. Let's go through some definitions. Strabismus is where the eyes are malaligned. Amblyopia is where the affected eye becomes passive and has reduced function compared to the dominant eye. Esotropia is an inward-moving squint. Exotropia is an outward-moving squint. Hypertropia is an upward-moving affected eye and hypotropia is a downward-moving affected eye. Let's talk about the causes. Cases of squint in otherwise healthy children are usually idiopathic, meaning there's not a specific underlying cause. Other causes of squint include hydrocephalus, cerebral palsy, space-occupying lesions, for example retinoblastoma, and trauma. Next, let's talk about examination of a child who has a squint. Start with general inspection of the eye. Look at the eye movements. Perform fundoscopy or a red reflex to rule out a retinoblastoma, cataracts or other retinal pathology and test their visual acuity. There's two specific tests for checking children who have squint. The first is Hirschberg's test. This involves shining a pen torch at the patient from one meter away. When they look at it, observe the reflection of the light source on their cornea. The reflection should be central on the cornea and symmetrical. Deviation from the center of the cornea with the reflection of the light will indicate a squint. Make a note of the affected eye and the direction that the eye deviates. The other specific test is the cover test. This involves covering one eye and asking the patient to focus on an object in front of them. Move the cover across to the opposite eye and watch the movement of the previously covered eye. If this eye moves inwards, it means it had previously drifted outwards when covered, which is exotropia. And if the eye moves outwards to look at the object, it means it had previously drifted inwards when covered, which is esotropia. Let's talk about management. In children under the age of 8, the visual fields are still developing. 
Therefore, treatment needs to be started for a squint before the age of 8 years. The earlier the better. Delayed treatment increases the risk of the squint becoming permanent. An occlusive patch can be used to cover the good eye and force the weaker eye to develop. An alternative to the patch may involve using atropine drops in the good eye causing the vision in that eye to become blurred. Management is coordinated by an ophthalmologist. It's important to treat any underlying pathology, such as cataracts. Refractive errors can be corrected with corrective lenses. So thanks for listening to this episode on Squint. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, you can find them in the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book, which is available on Amazon. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. And you can find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on hydrocephalus.